Welcome, Cowhorse. Full contact by Ben Self with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. Hey, Chris. So now it's uh, fatur- pre-fraternity time. Everybody's kind of getting the jitters. You really don't have them that bad until you go with your friends and do a little pre-work of your own, huh? Like we've been doing the last couple of days? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice uh-huh. little one o'clock wake up call. All right. I love that first one. I got up at 1230 in the morning, come out here. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, up. we should have started earlier this morning because it got hot in Purcell, Oklahoma today by 1030, 11 o'clock this Ooh. morning. Wow. Well, who knew it would take this long? I didn't realize how many problems we had. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew we were going to have to work them all twice? Jeez Louise. Well, that's what happens. But uh, the first day, I thought to myself, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) I think that every day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You don't I watch my wife. Right every day. I watch my. I watch. <laughs> <laughs> if you would quit bringing her, I wouldn't feel so bad about myself. <laughs> well, she's she's good on your. She's good for the humble level. She <laughs> humility. Make you, she make you feel real bad about what you got going on. <laughs> it is a. Um, it was a good idea. By the second day, I've gotten some help from you and Todd, and feel like i can see the light again i kind of wish tennessee was three weeks away instead of three days but <laughs> right <laughs> we were leaving in three days but well it's so cool though to get together and like and it's not like hey you're doing this wrong it's just get together and like hey what do you think about that well you know we can try it here what if you did this or what if you did that and it's just so much fun yep. to be able to work horses like that you know i mean i've got the wife that we get to do that a lot, you know, but not everybody has that. And, and it's fun to hear it from somebody that you don't live with. And then your wife gets say, I told you so. Right. <laughs> and exactly. all they did was say a different way. Exactly. My wife told me after I told her what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been telling you that. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to phrase it so it wasn't the same. Right. <laughs> didn't work (laughs) so i mean and i think this is a lot of stuff uh, some behind the scenes stuff that if you're new to the sport you don't even really realize is going on but like we're coming out here and renting facilities and doing works you know and i mean we shoot this is i think uh it's my third pre-work in the last two weeks yeah we've been with the covid and our three-year-olds have not been hauled much this spring we are uh, on straight up three-year-old haul mode right now. Yep, getting them out and getting the stalls and getting the hauling, and uh, it's really good. And when you split the cost up between all the horses, then you know it's the check itself for the cattle and the facility is big, but when it's per horse, it isn't bad. Hey, for a couple hundred bucks, you can get yep. a heck of a good work. And I mean, I don't know, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. We've been doing it a few years. And like I say, to be able to go and, and then when you do, you can do rain works and go in just, mm-hmm. you know, and go in as many times as you want. You know what I mean? You've got the facility rented for the day and stuff like that. And like I say, the new people coming in maybe don't even realize some of that's going on, you know? And so then too, they get to the horse shows and they're just a little intimidated. Yep. And you, do, it, no matter how, so you, even at home, you can say to yourself, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to show today. I'm going to have my turn back. I'm going to have my 
guys turn back or my kids or whatever. It's still not the same as when you come somewhere and some other people are there. Right. It's just a, it, no matter what, it's the different, it's a different kind of look at what's really going on. It's a different pressure even. Sure. Well, I've talked about it before, I think on here that, you know, I mean, I try and get myself in those situations just to get that, whatever anxiety you can get built, whatever anxiety comes on you at the horse show, yep. try and recreate that somehow. And whether that's getting around people that you're not comfortable around mm -hmm. or just getting yourself out of your comfort zone and then going and trying to prepare your horse. I mean, that's, I know I've got uh, two assistants that are going to show in Tennessee for the first time. <laughs> and so they're, uh, there was some pressure going they're getting on. a little dose of it. They're getting a little dose of it right now. And, uh, yeah, no, they're doing great. They're doing great. But uh, I've, I've been on them pretty hard about it, you know, because, like, and when they go and show this, you know, one of them is shown a little and the other one's not shown very much at all. And so trying to put that pressure on her. But I think that when she gets to that show the first time, she's going to experience that pressure. And she's going to be like, man, him chewing on my butt a little bit because I did something wrong. It's nothing compared to walking in this pen by myself with these judges staring at me. Yeah. I mean, that's laid bare to the world. Yeah. And there's just not really any way to recreate that except putting yourself in the pressure situation. Get away from the house. And I was talking to uh, Jess and the, me and her were walking in the warm-up pen. I'm like, hey, I'm so glad that this happened here instead of Tennessee. <laughs> Because now we got a chance for this not to happen here. <laughs> right. And, uh, and it was great. I haven't done a lot of them before like this, but the way you guys uh, set up, it's fresh cattle. It's turned back. You know, it's hotter than heck here. So not a ton of getting ready. It's go show and see what you have. Because you just don't have enough horse. Sure. It, it's an indoor and we're there's not a lot of air. You can't go air them out. You just got to go in there and... Yep. cut three head and and you know we didn't even have a clock which a guy could have what there would be nothing wrong with that but you knew after two to three right where you were at yeah you got three fresh cows and like saying i mean the clock sometimes as far as these pre-works go sometimes just rushes get, you it rushes you yeah and yep. affects your training you know when there's no clock you mean cut your first cow sit around there and you know do whatever you need to do and then walk back in there and cut you another one and like i say be respectful of everyone's time i mean you don't know nobody want to sit there and watch you work for 20 minutes right and you don't have enough horse to do that anyway and yep. so it keeps it pretty realistic i think so we worked 40 we worked 42 in the herd i think 42 yeah, horses 42 in the herd and i think it took us about six hours so a little longer than we would be showing but yeah not a lot yeah but not as much as it could be like not like someone would think of no clock go do a practice it really wasn't right people didn't get out of control but also it's foreign people that we don't ride in front of every day but it's some it's friends sure. people that we know yeah so there's that talking afterwards um being able to say hey what'd that look like i felt bad over here and they tell you something casey told me something you told me something todd told me something well the next horse i can go think about it think about it and go do it it's not like a paid practice where there's 50 people 
and you don't have time for that and not everybody seeing everybody all the time here we're turning back for each other and so we're all seeing one another too like hey why are you making me stop this cow i'm trying to turn back help i shouldn't have to be over here stopping this cow for not my job (laughs) not my job (laughs) i don't want any kind of job yeah i don't want no job that's why i'm doing this Uh, we do stuff for free like podcasts yeah. <laughs> addicted to poverty addicted addicted heads up for your t-shirt addicted to sleep <laughs> i didn't even know that's a bad addiction to have in this job oh my lord bad career path if you're addicted to sleep mm. yeah prepare yourself a little bit for that it seems like such a horrible idea at twelve forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> that's barely in this day <laughs> right <laughs> and then i was told sarah it's like man it stinks getting up but now you feel good after about that second horse like hey this is this is good yeah quiet dark it's cool well, fozzy has something to say about that <laughs> oh. we, we've got a mascot in here for our podcast today He's groaning and moaning. Fozzie Dawson is asleep on the wall having good (laughs) dreams, sounds like. And it's it's good to go get around. And even we had some non-pros here and stuff, and they get to see how it goes and how to get prepared and not get in each other's way. And, you know, some of the rules at the horse show for the people that are new. Right, like in the loping pen and in the warm-up pen or the show arena the night before and stuff like that. You know, I know NRCHA this year has uh, started mandating some controlled practice, and it throws a few people for a loop, but it really makes it so much better for everybody because you can go out there, and I think now we're doing 30 minutes stopping on, you know, after the drag and 30 minutes circling after that. And you can actually get done what you want to get done. You're not constantly stopping because somebody's wanting to run stop or somebody's running in front of you while you're stopping. Well, and it, but we've gotten so big, Chris. That, I mean, I was not that big of a fan of the controlled practice at first because I was so, my whole life, we didn't have it in the cow horse. But the arenas weren't so full either. Right. And they have gotten so big that it's hard to get your stuff done as an open rider and it's beyond intimidating for the non-pros to get down that pin again stopping yeah, done darn right they always sneak off to the side they always scared to get in the middle yeah. you always you, will, you can always kind of pick out you know those guys that maybe it's their first the, horse show they're like just sneaking in on the side and they're like just <laughs> loping down the fence and stopping like hey you're all right you know, get over there get, get over in here, there get your turn it'll be fine like we don't have to be dead center but yeah. Don't. When I first came, I was able to cut Sandy Collier's run rundowns off consistently. Every time. Every time. Oh I think I did God. that also. I think maybe that's why she spanked me on my 21st <laughs> birthday. <laughs> With a leather fly swatter. Laid me right over her knee. <laughs> Give me the business. Right there in Reno, Nevada. She wanted to. I just didn't. I stayed on my horse and stayed out of the way. <laughs> right. But when you first come, you don't know all the rules. You know, if you do get somewhere where you've got, it's not controlled, the rundowns have the right of way. I had no idea. It's straight off the farm, man. Right. Yeah. At my house, two-year-olds have right of way because they don't steer as good. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully they're not this 
show too much, <laughs> too much. They are some. And the other one is don't stop the tractor. Don't stop. Don't the tractor. stop the tractor. Don't, nothing here. I mean, tractor driving is no nobody fun. thinks about the tractor driver until you are staring at him and he has stopped the tractor and he's staring <laughs> at you waiting for you to get out of the way. It's a giant, normally green or red piece of machinery that is making all the noise. All the noise. The big thing that everybody else is getting out of the way yeah. of, you should follow suit. Uh, if, you're, if you're wondering where it's going to go, go where it's already plowed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try not to st- just get out of the fresh dirt. Yeah. Just safety in the plow. <laughs> Shout out Walt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's his name, Walt Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that happen more than once. All right. Yeah. Sometimes it happens more than once in one lap. In a lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good entertainment, though. <laughs> it's good to watch now that it's not you. Watch out for what is it? Uh, 1K riders and Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers and 1Kers, yeah. (laughs) Us old guys get our head down and get to concentrate. Ask Ronnie Rawls. (laughs) You got to watch out for me. I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) I paid my two bits. Yeah. (laughs) So we're glad you guys have been uh, enjoying our cow horse full contact here we've had a lot of questions about why in the world are you guys spending all this time and energy and ben's equipment (laughs) to uh to bring entertainment to us and a lot because we're just really good guys mostly mostly but uh that being said we've got some merchandise for sale that you can check out on cowhorsefullcontact.com or you can hit up ben on the facebook page or you can call him you can stop by his house. Like, yeah, anytime. He's yeah, always, anytime. Always like he, It's like 7-Eleven, open 24-7. <laughs> yeah, pick up some super cool hats. They've been going like hotcakes. I'm telling you, I'm and telling you, 25 bucks. Support your local podcast. Yeah, it'd help pay for all these high-end motel rooms and air flights and luxury right? limos we're in. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Like, hey, would you pass the crab meat? We're a long Shrimp. ways. We're a long ways from catching up to Joe Rogan, but uh, <laughs> we're starting with hats. We're starting with ball caps. Russell, I'm not sure who you use for your horse insurance needs, but we use Rio Pritchard with Ranch and Equine Operations. They're an insurance agency that not only specializes in equine insurance, but also offers a wide range of coverages to meet your individual needs. They've been around since 01. Rio Pritchard over there, I'm telling you, he can get you the deals. Uh, they do us a wonderful job. I mean, always, you know he's coming with a very competitive rate and super accessible. When you have a horse gets hurt or gets sick, it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the night or you've bought one at a horse sale and you need insurance before you go home, you call Rio and he's going to make it all work for you. I mean, the customer service is unbelievable. We've been with him now about three years, and it's awesome. I yeah. mean, we have, I really can't think of enough good things to say. I mean, it's just such a, I mean, nobody likes to think or talk about insurance, but he makes it so easy. You know, not going to try and big word you about it. Just tell you what's up. This is the way it's going to be, and and it works. We've had to use a few claims, and I mean, it has been such a seamless process. And he's not pushy on you, just shows you the facts and lets you make decisions. So even if you don't use him, give him a shot. Yep. Give him a shot. Let him have a, shoot you a quote and see where you're at with what you got. Yep. Check him out on Facebook there at uh, 
ranching equine operations, horse insurance. You know, another thing as far as consideration goes, you know, our sport, it's growing so fast and it's awesome. I mean, the exponential growth that we're seeing since we've moved to Fort Worth has been awesome. And if you miss Reno, hey, they're having a fraternity in Reno. Mm-hmm. You can go up there and check it out. I mean, it's going to be September 13th to the 20th, and hopefully Fine. hopefully it's a good show. I've not been up there since they started that, but, man, alive, what a cool deal. Mm-hmm. However, in all of our growth, it seems like we go leaking off into social media. Right. And yeah. we- <laughs> well, and I've asked a couple people, I think, on this podcast even about – what are some pitfalls that we need to avoid with this much growth? And there's this much more money. And it just seems like as something gets big and good, and it, what comes with it sometimes is a big variance of opinions. And, and that's okay. But I feel like those opinions need to be handled somewhere other than social media. You know, because you get on the Facebook and you start spouting off a bunch of negative stuff. And next thing you know, keyboard warriors, keyboard warriors take over. And now the outside world thinks it's just, you know, well, who wants to be associated with that group? Yeah. You know, Jay Winborn was on a podcast, uh, Section K, with my buddies down there the other day. And he was talking about how bad Facebook has been for NCHA because he feels like sponsors, you know, it's, it's hurt some of their sponsorship opportunities. And, and just the general perception of that association because when you get on the Facebook, it seems like everybody's just bickering about something all the time, no matter how, you know, how petty it may be or how relevant it may be. Well, you know, courtesy, it seems to, on the Facebook and all that stuff, it seems to go out the window a little. And you just got to be aware that if there is, if you have to voice an opinion, you can still do it in a courteous way. You can disagree with something and still be courteous, which is what in the past, especially in the Western lifestyle, you showed some courtesy, whether it's in the practice pin, the Brandon pin, church, town, wherever. You can disagree and you can have a, an opinion that doesn't fit into the mainstream, but you don't have to be snippety about it. You don't have to be crappy about it. Just say it with, uh, and have a little respect for the other side when you say it. Yeah, darn right. And I think that's what the whole darn country's missing right now, really. You know, nobody, nobody can agree to disagree. You know, it's not okay to have differing opinions. If you somebody else disagrees with you, then it's, you know, you're wrong. And I mean, and there's not... No, not just empathy. wrong, but horrible. Right. Yeah, you're just a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. If you don't see this the same way, I mean, shoot. If you want to go down the fence and you want your cow to turn away from you and I want it to turn into me, well, Russell's a terrible person because he wants that cow to turn away from him mm. and a fence turn and I want it to turn towards me. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm like, say, shoot, fire. Just have a little empathy for your yeah. other people. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I say, I think, uh, just, uh, not to wear that word out, but just a little empathy goes a long way. Yeah. A long yeah. way, you know, if you can kind of put yourself in somebody else's shoes and, you know, kind of try and see what, how, the way they're seeing it. Um, I know. Like, it's, I could say, you know, there's two ways to say things. I could say, wow, you saved a lot of money on your haircut, Chris. Or I could say, oh my God, that looks <laughs> awful. 
<laughs> did you really do that yourself? I really did this myself. Yeah. I call it the soccer style. <laughs> I did it in the dark at my fifth wheel the first night we were here in Purcell. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, That's it's why we're isol- a podcast. It's my isolation haircut. <laughs> and Sarah's we, like, oh, that looks good, hun. And to herself, she says, woo, no one's taking him. <laughs> Hey, Baby has a daddy <laughs> forever. It's just strength of family. It's another thing we're missing in this country. <laughs> Empathy and strength of family. Strength of family. Everybody, Keep all, the family all, all you married guys, go to cutting your own hair. Yeah. It'll, it's better for everybody. I wish I could. I could you probably do the sides. You're just, you're just jealous. You don't have the hair to cut. If I did the sides like you did, it would just all look the same. <laughs> Hey, did you see Doug Williamson's haircut in Scottsdale? He rides up to me on the first day and he says, hey, I got you and Volmer beat on the haircut. I'm like, really? He takes his hat off and here's this little wispy white mohawk. He says, I call it the winning streak. No. <laughs> I did not see it. I did not. It was outstanding. I'm telling you, the greatest haircut ever. I think Carol did it for him. <laughs> Low overhead. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, point of that little story was don't be jerks on social media. Keep it together. So, social media is great for, like, pictures of babies because I have one. <laughs> and birthday wishes and, you know, good lucks and congratulations. And, I mean, you know. We don't need to tear down our industry from the inside. Right. I, yeah. it's just, I, it's let's just think, think about that. You know, I listen to some sports deals, uh, radio stations, and they had a saying, they says, uh, if you wouldn't want it to be the, on the cover of the New York Times tomorrow, don't press send. Uh-huh. That's a good one. And like I say, I just, I think that advice, uh, I, I think that advice goes a long way, really. Yeah. So, like you say, two sides to every pancake. You're darn right. No matter how thin it is. And if they're Russells, they're overcooked on both sides. <laughs> I am phenomenal. At now, Matt pancakes. Cook, on the other hand, can cook breakfast, but I don't know about you. I, I'm pancakes, I can do. You're going to have to prove it. Well, does that mean I have to have you stay over? <laughs> Might not be. Me, me, I'll and, bring me some and Ben tomorrow. can get in the bunk beds in the bunkhouse again. <laughs> <laughs> poor ben poor ben he's sleeping on the couch with my other assistant this week hey low overhead low overhead yeah yeah this is podcasting on a shoestring you can't wait for us to leave <laughs> right. go to an air-conditioned room it's quiet <laughs> <laughs> right Oh, shoot. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, good luck to everybody heading out to Tennessee or whatever other. Pre- they just got done with Douglas. They said yep. that was a good horse yep. show up there. Good one. And uh, everybody else out there, ride with your friends, get those little things, fix them up a little. Go on. Don't yep. rebuild the world before the pre fraternity because it will make you feel like the world's going to come down on you next right. week. Yeah, don't be afraid to look out, look up your county. You know, whatever exhibition hall there is, you know, or whatever oh, yeah. fairgrounds. I mean, outdoor, indoor, it doesn't matter. Mill of the get, week prices are cheap. Get somewhere else and go ride. And like, go in there, put your shaps on, 
get off, recinch, whatever you got to do, get in there and give her heck and practice yeah. a little before you go all off to town. Yeah, ask for a little help and help a little bit. Don't right. try to get people to rebuild and don't let yourself be rebuilt. Just, just a little bit. And also, this time of year, it's time to start thinking about how to just how do I take what training I've got and get through this run? Not oh my lord, I have this hole and I have to rebuild the whole thing in five days. Yeah, just yeah, you see it a ton. You mm. see it a ton. Just get to town and. I've seen it from the saddle. <laughs> well, I've seen it a lot from there as well. Yeah. Like I say, shoot, fire. You use the pre-faturities for what they are, pre-faturities. Yeah. Like I say, pick and choose where you're going. Think about what your goals are. And, uh, yeah, stay what in the game. Got. Stay in the game, people. Stay yeah. in the game. Good luck to everybody. Yep. And everybody is panicking about their three-year-olds right now. Don't it's feel not like just you. It's not just you. Yep, not you. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, Hope you guys enjoyed this little uh, bonus episode of Cow Horse Full Contact. And uh, until next time, go fast, make good decisions. Thank you for listening to Cow Horse Full Contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.